What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 500 here on Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. We can't believe we've made it this far. We thought we'd be canceled within a year for our, you know, outrageous antics on this show. And uh, the one and only Katie Pavlich has joined <laughs> us today to celebrate five and a half years and 500 episodes of Triggered. Wow. Uh, Katie, Katie was on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's like, I was betting for sure that these guys were going to be finished. That's crazy. Uh, you were on quite a few of our early episodes yeah. back in the day and helped us launch the show. And she's our favorite guest and a favorite of the audience. So, of course, we had to have her back for episode 500. Well, I'm congratulations on 500 episodes. That is wild that it's been that much time. I know, right? Yeah. Oh so, I had crazy, Mr. Producer. Crazy thing. I had Mr. Producer put some stuff together here. So, we had 500 official episodes. We had some specials here and there. You know, yeah. did a few extra interviews and stuff, but it's about 23,000 minutes of podcast uh, at 40 to 60 average bleeps per episode. That's only <laughs> 20 to 30,000 bleeps in the run of the show. Uh, we've been through <laughs> the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, the 2018 midterms, the Me Too lies, the Russian collusion hoax, COVID-19, the BLM riots, the Trump impeachments, the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. The ACB hearings, the 2020 presidential election, Ukraine-Russia war, the 2022 midterms, the crime crisis and decimation of our economy by Bidenomics, the invasion of our southern border, the horrific October 7th terror attacks in Israel, and a lot of speakers of the House, various other wars, assassinations, foreign elections, political movements, and more. It kind of is crazy when we look back and think of... You know, it was 2018 when we started the show. Yeah. Well, what I love about what we get to do every day is that we have a front row seat to history. That's so true. Yep. Running all of that down certainly shows that, you know, we get to see all of this stuff up front and up close and personal. I don't know if sometimes we like it that way. Yeah. <laughs> We're a little yep. too close sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, we've, you guys have covered a lot. Town Hall's covered a lot. Being in DC gives us an opportunity to really see the stuff from the inside and send it out to people who are. Outside yeah. of the, the Beltway bubble. So I think it's really exciting that we've been able to cover all of those topics and, and see history in America being made. And, you know, when you think about what's covered and what's written, the, most people in media hate the country and, yeah. uh, you know, hate what it stands for. So I think it's really important for people like you and people at Town Hall to be writing that history because the people writing it for the rest of these outlets aren't writing necessarily yeah. pro-American history. So it's, it's true. It's true. The victors write the history books. So. And shout out to a couple of people emailed me over the weekend saying they've been with us since day one yeah. and uh, <laughs> praying for another 500 episodes of Triggered. We'll see. Nice, yeah. nice. We'll see. But <laughs> Depends on how the selection goes. But thank you to all of you uh, who've listened some since day one. And thank you to all our VIP members, especially. Yep. So, all right, let's, uh, Let's talk about the border crisis. Okay. Uh, so you've been down to the border several times. Yep. Spencer was just there. We talked to him about it. And, you know, it's the worst it's ever been. Yeah. The numbers last month, which they reported, bear that out. But where do you think this is going to go from here? You think it's just going to continue unrestrained? Is that even an option for Biden at this point? Because obviously he, you know, hasn't done anything. And he, I think you wrote about it, how he said, I need, you know, the money and the agency stuff. I have no power. But that's a lie. Right. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm from I'm from border state, grew yeah. up dealing with illegal immigration. But the White House has tried to claim that you know this there's a broken immigration system that's been broken for a long time, and that this is not anything new. 
this is new. We are we are seeing unprecedented numbers of people coming from places that they don't normally come from, places in Africa, China, uh, countries that you've never heard of, people from terror hotspots just literally walking into the country and being released if they're even processed at this point. And so the Biden administration is having this big problem because now Democrats are starting to notice this and mm-hmm. people in states like Illinois and New York and communities uh, that typically vote for Democrats, like people in Chicago, for example, are getting displaced, literally displaced by illegal immigrants. Their children are being kicked out of schools. Their healthcare systems are completely overrun. It's an issue that I've always argued, you know, border states knows, know this, that takes over every other element of society, whether it's the economy you know, healthcare, tax increases, infrastructure, social resources, and everybody is starting to feel that on a massive scale that it went from zero to 60 very quickly under Biden's administration. The reason for that is that Joe Biden decided to, to you know, rescind all the executive yep. orders that President Trump put in place. And people might argue, well, don't conservatives think that Congress has the is supposed to be involved here? Well, actually, the executive branch and the president his job is to maintain the sovereignty of the country. That is actually an exact, very specific executive branch duty. And he has completely rejected that and allowed millions of people to come into the country who, by the way, are not going to leave. They're not leaving. Right. Um, they're staying forever. And so he has the ability now to just re-sign all those executive orders that Trump put in place, but he's refusing to because he is not a moderate as he campaigned on. He is a far left activist who is willing to, to allow unlimited people into the country. They're now trying to pin Republicans with this issue by Mm. claiming that they introduced this comprehensive immigration bill, that they wanted to fix this. They want more money for Border Patrol. No, no, no. They want more money for Border Patrol to process people. They don't want more money to just (laughs) to stop anything. And so if Republicans were smart, they would say, we're not doing a deal. You have all the power you need, which they do, to stop the problem. They keep throwing out this comprehensive line. The reason why DC is such a mess is because they can't just do things one by one. They have to throw it into mm-hmm. this big pot that is, you know, thousands of pages long. Biden has the ability to stop this now. So if Republicans can just push him into the position where he has no choice politically because he's going to lose the election over it, maybe he'll start signing these executive orders. And then, of course, they'll take credit for it. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so interestingly enough, immigration now has become the number one priority amongst uh, the American voters, mm-hmm. overtaking the economy, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, you Speaker Mike Johnson says he's just lying or misinformed. He has all the powers. And then he even listed out the powers, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. But the, it's this buzzword, comprehensive mm-hmm. immigration reform. It's the same, you know, type of gaslighting words such as uh, common sense gun reform. Right. It's like they want it to sound like it's a good thing or a bipartisan thing, when in reality it would still allow almost two million illegals in per year, which is more than anything that I think was coming in under the Trump administration. So it's like we're trying to set this new baseline of, oh, this is okay. Let's just bring in more, you know, more illegals, more that. And in New York, they're trying to open up all these jobs to illegals with no paperwork, it's like the Americans have now become the second class. And, you know, I, I don't understand how a country can survive at that point, but maybe, I guess that's just the goal. I don't know. Yeah. I always, I always like to give the benefit of the doubt and say, oh yeah, they're not doing this like, you know, evil, you know, evil no, plan or purpose. purposefully, but yeah, yeah at this I point, mean, they're suing only... Texas. Every time Texas has tried to solve right. this problem, they sue them. Yeah. Right. They've done, yeah. they've, they've, they've smeared border patrol agents who are doing their job. They, they've actively worked against any person who 
tries to implement some kind of law and order on the border. I mean, they sued mm-hmm. Arizona when it was under a Republican president or Republican governor yeah, when for, for building their own the, wall. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's literally lots of wall sitting in Arizona and New Mexico and Texas already paid for by the taxpayer rotting away because Biden refuses to, to just put the, have the contractors put just it in put the it ground. Up. And put yeah. It yeah. And so there, this is deliberate. Biden said this on the campaign trail. And um, now it's really starting to bite him politically with some of the demographics that typically vote for Democrats. So we'll yeah. See. And that, I think that's going to be the most interesting thing is how this is going to affect him among typical Democrat voting groups, uh, especially, you know, legal Hispanics, obviously, if they're voting, they don't like illegal immigration. Yeah. You know, they think, well, we came here legally. Why should they just get to, you well, know, hop the line? 51% of the Border Patrol is Hispanic. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this administration has completely thrown them under the bus and destroyed their mission. Their mission has gone from protecting the sovereignty of the United States, preventing terrorists from coming into the country, to bus driving, you know, yeah. babysitting, yeah. making burritos. I mean, they're, they're yeah. absolutely, you know, horrified by the fact that this is what they did not sign up for. Taking, taking the illegals to the airport to fly all over the country on our dime, yep. using up TSA pre-check lines. With no ID. With no ID, yeah, yeah. Come on in. No ID, no vaccination card for you. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy how like, you would get thrown off a plane it. for not having a mask on, and now right, they're just letting these people fly. Right oh yeah, in like right measles. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. DCA. I've seen a lot of t- a surge in mm-hmm. tuberculosis among airport uh, uh, warnings. There's all kinds of stuff that's out there. It's like that's why first responders in New York have to wear masks now. Not oh yeah, the not, firefighters. Not because of the COVID yeah. spike, but because they're dealing with all these illegals that are. When you house in schools and you've seen the illegals that beat up two New York City cops. So now we're letting these people into the country, giving them all kinds of free shit. And then they come in and beat up our police officers and then they're released because bail reform. Yeah. No well, bail. it's <laughs> just it's amazing to me how either delusional or just straight up like evil it, it is for people to think that if you let in millions of young single mm-hmm. military age adult men who don't have jobs who come from countries where violence is the way you solve your problems where rape is an acceptable form of subjugating women that you aren't going to eventually have a problem in your own country when you let those types of people in i, mean, I was talking to bill malusion um when mm-hmm. i saw him in iowa and he's been on the border he's been down in lukeville in arizona Great which is a very yeah. remote part of the mm-hmm. country and he was telling me about these thousands of men from Africa who are just lining up and walking in every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you don't think that that's a threat to the country, then you're not living in reality. But it is a threat to the country. Yeah. And they just arrested in Minnesota uh, this month a illegal who is part of Al-Shabaab, the Somali terror group, who came in apparently on March 13, 2023. And that's just one, right? We've caught hundreds of these people who know how many, how many have got away. A new letter came out now, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, warning of a potential, you know, they're, they're saying 10-7 style attack, which is what happened in Israel, of illegal immigrants inside the United States attacking from within. We've been talking about it a long time. I know you're, you know, obviously very concerned about our national security. What do you think is the, like, chances of that? And are you surprised that nothing has happened thus far? Because I'm very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a October 7th style mm-hmm. attack, whether it would be that organized, right, um, right. but it doesn't need to be that organized and it only takes one, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't take a lot to completely shut down an economy, to shut down commerce, to make people afraid to go about their lives. 
and you just know, the randomness just the yeah, yeah the randomness of of what that looks like um you know there's the issue of these people coming in as i just mentioned from countries that where you the culture is different in the sense you solve your problems with violence. You don't solve it through voting or a, a set of laws that are yeah. West in a Western judicial system. That's a problem. And then also, you know, if you just look at the way that an open border can be exploited by um, foreign adversaries, whether it's China or whether it's Iran with Hezbollah. I mean, to think that these t- foreign terrorist organizations who are very organized, aren't looking at that wide open border and seeing how they can utilize it is again, very naive and dangerously ignorant. Mm-hmm. And so Texas obviously has been the, the forefront of taking on the federal government here. They say, you know, we're going to secure everything we can. We're going to put razor wire up. They're ordered by the federal government to take it down. They, you know, they say border patrol can't get through. They want border patrol to come in and take it down. Border patrol says, we're not going to do that. Now it seems kind of interesting that after 25 states step up and support Texas in that fight, uh, kind of really, I think, I don't know, remember recently anything where that many states band together to essentially tell the federal government, no, you're not going to do this. Yeah. What do you think, you know, of the Biden administration kind of like silently backing down on this without, you know, kind of making any announcement or anything because they realize we're not going to win this battle. Do you think that they're kind of realizing they're not going to be able to take these states on like this. I think it's all about the politics. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think that there is a concern about what, what that would look like. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we have a standoff here between right. local law enforcement and federal law enforcement. And, you know, they, they walk right up to the line. I mean, Karine Jean-Pierre at the white house did an interview saying that they weren't opposed to nationalizing or federalizing mm-hmm. the Texas national guard. Yep. Yeah. So they definitely threatened, but the polling as we've talked mm-hmm. about Matt and, yeah. and Matt's written about and everything is, is showing that immigration is an issue for everybody, especially independent voters. And the more the Biden administration sues to cut barbed wire, uh, when people can literally see thousands of unvetted people coming into the country and seeing in their own communities, their resources being drained, it's not a good look for them. Yeah. It's not. It's not a winning issue. And uh, there have been a lot of liberal data scientists like David Shore mm-hmm. who've been warning, written countless memos. He actually got canceled during the COVID pandemic. He actually wrote about the China virus. No, no, about <laughs> like how riots impact Democratic election chances. He went back to '68, and then everyone was like, "Well, that's just your, you know dog whistles." So Racist. He, yeah, yeah, he got fired from whatever firm he was from. But then he was just like, he's been warning Democrats for years, like months now. Like, this is not a winning issue. He's like, you know, amnesty, pathway to citizenship, that barely gets about 50% of support among Hispanics. It's been that way for 10 years. It's not an outlier. It's a fact. It's not like a massive boon for, for Democrats. He's been now he's been saying that they should focus on health care, which if I was a Democratic pollster, I would say that too. That's an issue that Democrats usually, you know, run the table and on. Abortion. And, and abortion. Yeah, and yeah, now abortion, but not, not immigration. So I think if you really want to kind of, not make this, you know, basically put, you know, more um, gasoline on the fire for Trump because this is the issue that catapulted them to the 16, mm-hmm. you know, top, top, top the crop for the 16 field. Yeah. Now again, that's, you know, you do not want to talk about this. Yeah. You definitely don't want <laughs> yeah. to like keep pushing yeah. for more of it, yeah. even though that's what exactly. And what I thought Tom Holman made a really good point in, was it New Hampshire or Iowa? It was New Hampshire. He was saying how it's, it's it's bad for everybody. There's you know we have a record number of migrant deaths. People trying to get here, being irresponsible, you know, 
the other kids, in some not all cases, but the cases where there are families, they're trying to cross the Rio Grande, they're drowning by the dozens. Right. It's well, and like, isn't that how also the Texas thing actually kicked off? Was they yeah. made that lie about you know Texas drowned these illegals in the river and right. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, they claimed that they had blocked Border Patrol from responding to a drowning mm. when the drowning had happened before an hour before Border Patrol even got called by the Mexican authorities. Yeah. And what I found especially despicable about that claim was a the lie the smear of basically murdering these people mm-hmm. but also that thousands of illegal immigrants have drowned in the river yeah. because open borders are inhumane borders and they encourage people to take this dangerous journey and yet they say nothing about those people yeah. but when it was politically convenient for them to tell a lie yeah. um or or at least in terms of their narrative and trying to blame texas for you know and so I'm not saying that it's securing the border leads to illegal immigrants drowning. They just use that to their advantage. Yeah. And so they use these people um, for their own purposes it's, while they're it's, literally dying. Yeah, it's, it's, the horse whip, it's the horse whips again. Right. Yeah. It is. They, it's the they claim to be the humane people, and that's not humane. Well, uh, what's also really, you know, sad about it is that they don't need to cross the river. Yeah. They could just go to the port of entry. They're going to be let in. Like, yeah. it, it, they're not stopping anyone. They're not deporting anyone. So, you know, it, I... Well, it all, that also cuts against this lie that the White House right. has been telling that, you know, we only support legal legal entry or entry that is uh, organized and mm-hmm. not... And <laughs> not uh, what there's a word that they use for it, and I can't think of it right now. But anyway, they say it needs to, Orderly immigration is mm-hmm. what they say. Mm-hmm. But yet they don't say, yeah. hey, you'll drown in the river. The river's not open. If you want to seek asylum, go to a port of entry. That's the only way you're getting in. And so yeah. they encourage people to go into places where they could potentially die. Yeah. So they don't care. And the last thing on kind of the border here. So Trump's plan, obviously, is the largest deportation operation in the history of the United States. Sounds great. Yep. Will it work? Um, I'm probably of the same thinking that you are that really going to be hard to get a lot of these people out ever um yeah. i mean obviously we could try you know we could round up a lot of a lot of people it probably find all the daca people i think it'll be it'll be like the millions of single adult males that yeah. have come yeah. into the country which is really the people we need to get out yeah, yeah. right yeah. i mean that's, it's not going true. to be 20 million people i'd love to get them all but, but it, yeah. it could be it could be a couple a substantial yeah amount yeah but you know, of course, the Trump administration will get sued by people like the yep. ACLU, and yep. they'll end up in the court system and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the laws allow them to deport these people already, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be doing anything outside of the ordinary. Because then you'll hear everyone saying he's being a dictator. Yeah, this has never been done before. This has been done previously, in but only American for a day. History. Right. Yeah. Oh, and right. Just for a day. It's also, but he yeah. has the, he has a legal authority to do it. Is the point? Yeah. Both in terms of legislation that's been passed by Congress and in terms of his executive authority to allow interior enforcement mm-hmm. of our immigration laws. And so he already has the power to do it. So does Joe Biden. Yeah. And he's not doing it. I've never been a big you know ignore the courts guy because I think the rule of law is important. But you know what do you make of the Supreme Court ruling against? Texas like So that. my understanding is that the merits of the case actually still have to be heard and that it was just they a matter were just of declining a Right. It was just a, it was a matter yeah. of of removing the razor wire. Yeah. So they still have to hear the merits of the case. Gotcha, so it, it okay. was kind of like a half And then I decision. think I think they're like the fifth circuit or something like that. Hopefully I would 
hope that yeah you know. so they basically haven't heard the the crux of the argument which is does just does, does a state constitutionally have the authority to stop an invasion mm-hmm. and my guess would be yes but i'm not it's a big question so. certainly a big question i mean <laughs> i mean it's written in black and white yeah, it says yeah, it yeah. so <laughs> i just found it very interesting the hypocrisy of the left you know when they were screaming well you can't disobey the court i'm like yeah, well right. What do you think Joe yeah, Biden's right. doing with this student loan yeah, workaround they bullshit? Don't care like, about the court. They've been trying yeah. to deal with the You can't do that. Oh, he did anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and you and you see they're laying the groundwork for extreme, you know, I don't know, rhetoric and trying to delegitimize it even further when it comes to the Trump rulings. Oh, yeah. 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 You know the operation they're planning on that. Yeah. Schumer and all them is like yeah. crazy. Yeah. If they don't They've rule how we like, it's an illegitimate court. Yeah. Exactly. That's basically Pack it, it you yeah, know, pack the court. It. They'll ride outside of yeah. it, you know. Yeah. They'll need oh, riot Clarence fences. Thomas, oh, look, you went on a fishing trip. He's awful. He's awful again. Right. Yeah. No, they, they they are projection artists where they project what their intentions are on yep. Republicans. They have every Insurrecting of, at the White yeah, House. Yeah, they have every intention <laughs> of insurrecting the Supreme Court, yeah. whether it's protesting outside people's homes and intimidating their decisions or trying to expand the court somehow, all yep. of that stuff. So I uh, want to talk about some foreign policy stuff. So obviously three... U.S. troops killed, mm-hmm. essentially, in action over there in a surprise drone terror attack. Joe Biden's behavior in the aftermath of that has been, I don't even know the word for it, disgusting, disgraceful. Yeah. Clownish. Oh, yeah, clownish is yeah. a good one. You know, you've followed Iran, Israel, the Middle East a long time. I think it's probably the most dangerous situation we've had in a really long time. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think we're going to you know, attack heavily and directly on Iran just through proxies or, you know, they're trying, I feel like, to goad us into a war, kind of. Yeah. But, like, they're not going to the extreme of, like, okay, this is a very clear moment where we have to respond with extreme force. Obviously, I'd like to respond somehow, but I don't know. It's just, like, a weird cat-and-mouse game that they're trying to play, and obviously Israel plays into it, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. Lebanon, the whole region. Just in terms of the response to the three service members killed in Jordan, mm-hmm. um, which is my instinct involved. is <laughs> right. My, yeah. my instinct is obviously deterrence is failing. Appeasement is only emboldening. Mm-hmm. You have the Biden administration continually saying we don't want to escalate, but by not responding forcefully, they are indeed escalating the situation because they are weak, which Iran is taking advantage of. At the same time, I don't trust that the Biden administration is competent enough to handle. Yeah. A real response. Especially with Lloyd Austin. And and right. And I think yeah. that Iran knows that. And so it's a tough place to be in because they're going to continue their attacks if there's not a valid response. I don't have a lot of faith that the administration will take much of a valid response just given their appeasement record. And that is basically Obama foreign policy repurposed under uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture in terms of what's happening in the Middle East um, just based on some of the folks that I've talked to and just kind of the behavior, you know, Iran shot a missile over the border of Pakistan. They now have launched an attack on U S troops in Jordan. They are being much more aggressive than they have been for obvious reasons. And I think that things will just get much worse. There's also Mm -hmm. talk that Israel is pulling some of their troops out of Gaza, not because they don't want to get the job done, but because they need a break for their war with Hezbollah. So, Things will get worse, yep. and how bad they are going to get, we'll see. But it's not going to be slowing down anytime soon, because why yeah. would it? And well, yeah, an election year, they see weakness in the United States. You know, we have no ammunition. 
basically, well, right. yeah, yeah, we're we're in a right. really weak state. Right. Our leadership's weak. The army itself, the military's right. weak. Yep. Recruitment numbers are terrible. Yep. I I worry about some kind of. I mean, how far does the escalation go from mm-hmm. their end? Right, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Okay, they get away with killing three U.S. troops in a foreign country, in a sovereign country, where we have a base. Okay, so now do they decide to start killing Americans elsewhere? You have to remember that Hezbollah before nine eleven was the, the most organized, well, it still is the most organized Huge terrorist network. organization in the yeah. world, yeah. and they were responsible before nine eleven for more American deaths than any other terrorist organization. Yeah, and so you know they're organized. They're they're in um, South America and in places like the Northern Triangle. They uh, are friends with Venezuela. They yeah. have cells in the United States. So I think the question is like, okay, so how far do they push, push this escalation in terms of invading sovereign territory and whether they would launch attacks inside our country rather than just on troops in the Middle East? Do you think that their increased, like, uh, I guess overall belligerence is a sign that they finally have achieved the nuke? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would not put it past that they're pretty close, well, mm-hmm. if not. And even not if I don't, attaching it to that we know, right? You know, even not if attaching it to an ICBM or you know missile or whatever, you know, smuggling it into a country and you know detonating it, I think has always been a great concern of Israel. Well, one of their alliances, um, right? Like they yeah. they're trying to build their own nuke, yeah. but they could buy a nuke. From, yeah, North Korea, from a, yeah, China, <laughs> China, Korea, Russia, Russia. I mean, yeah. I mean they they have options here. Um, I think that Israel put some hurt on their nuclear program a yeah. couple of years ago. The cyber attack. And they, yeah. Right. And there's like Stop lots of things that happen they don't really hear about. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a fire. Yep. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's to, it's certainly a, a dangerous time for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's when Saudi Arabia starts their nuclear program. Right. Because they've been said for years from Iran gets the nuke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boom, we'll get ours. Yeah. Well, and Which, before, yeah. before October 7th, yeah. they talked about. Even Netanyahu said he was open to Saudi Arabia getting nuclear weapons yeah. if they were to normalize relations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting part, too. Yeah. They still want the nuke. They still. Oh, for sure. Everyone's yeah. getting nukes. Everyone's getting nukes. You get a nuke, yeah. you get a nuke. Yeah. And when Mubarak was still alive, he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll have our own nuclear program. If yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Unfortunately, it's the worst countries getting them now. Yeah, and That's the concerning part. Yeah. So, obviously, we're in a terrible situation here with our military leadership Weapon stockpiles depleted, recruitment numbers down. Can our military, you know, regain itself, right? Say President Trump does win mm-hmm. in November, comes into office, you know, rebuilding that, the command structure, you know, they kicked all of essentially the experienced warfighters out through, right. you know, vaccination mm-hmm. shit, diversity initiatives. Like, can we even restore the greatness of our military. I think we can, Um, but it takes like the right leadership, right? Mm -hmm. And it would take the courage to fire a lot of these generals who aren't, are are basically implementing things that are opposite to the mission. And it would take Trump putting in someone like Keith Kellogg, for example, as secretary of defense, Mm -hmm. who believes that the entire tier of leadership needs to be just wiped out so that they can start over. Yeah. And then it would take a huge recruitment campaign that doesn't feature mm-hmm. like people's feelings, but yeah. actually why it would be awesome to fight for the United States of America and give that purpose back. Mm-hmm. Like that old school ad with the uh, Marine killing them fire monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome ad. <laughs> I think it may be yeah. trying to bring back some of the people that left. Yeah. You know, the yeah. good, right. the good war fighters, the experienced generals and leaders 
who, you know, given the right opportunity, may be like, okay, I need to come back yeah. and try to fix Touching this. the country, serving your country, like, get back to the basics of why you're, mm-hmm. why you're putting your life on the yeah. line, not so you can write, you know, have seminars about white supremacy for right. weeks on end. And like, what is the, what is the purpose of you signing up to give your life for the country? Yeah. What are you giving your life for? Right. right. My um, friend, Amber Smith, she was a um, Kiowa helicopter pilot in Iraq and Afghanistan. She has a new book coming out in April mm-hmm. called Unfit to Fight, where she basically oh, breaks yeah, down really good, all yeah. this stuff about the military and has some advice about how to rebuild. But I, I do think with the right people, it's all about leadership, you know, mm-hmm. um, things can be different with the right people in place and people willing to do things that need to be done, regardless of the noise from the media about people being fired and having it, you know, bloody Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it could be reversed. It's just got to have the right people in place. But well, if they have think... four more years of it, I don't know. Oh yeah. That's because then you're you're inching close to a decade of of depletion, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's a difficult thing to come back from. Well, yeah. so and I, I think that's a good segue because it's always said, you know, this is the most important election ever, right? And it's over. It can be overly dramatic at times, but I don't know. I feel like this one, if you get four more years of you know Biden or Obama or whatever you want to call it at this point, or just any sort of liberal, like I'm not sure that there, you know, there's a certain destruction that i don't know that could be reversed and military definitely is a huge part of it the economy you know transitioning us to a like you know universal basic income and socialism and you know they're trying to centralize the banks and the centralized bank digital currency like there's a lot of stuff that i'm not sure that we could even try to come back from i think the post-covid world is a very different place than the Mm -hmm. the rhythm of what we've seen with American elections, just because it was such a global thing, things that we would never even think about were implemented here Mm -hmm. in terms of mandates and following people's behaviors and that kind of thing. And then just culturally, like we have an entire young culture that hates our country. Yeah. They're tearing down our culture and our history by ripping down Thomas Jefferson and mm-hmm. George so Washington. So I think, yeah, George Washington. So we're going to, like, even Barack Obama would cite the founding fathers in his speeches yeah, as yeah, being yeah. important yeah. parts of America, yeah. despite the d- obvious disagreements he may have had with them, right? But I think I'm with you in the sense that we are in a, a different place in the sense of things being ripped down that are fundamental to a country's survival. Yeah. And everything's just backwards. Like, mm-hmm. Illegal immigrants can assault police in New York and they get let out, whereas yeah. Marines who save people's lives on New York subways get thrown in, in jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, men can be women or... It's a bizarre world. It's, yeah. Everything is just upside down. Everyone's and pro-terrorist the, now. Right. Like, pro-terrorism. Our, our, our higher education institutions are now oh, pro-terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. They're awash with anti-Semites. It's Jewish students can't even go to class without being harassed right. and being, you know, you know, death threats being hurled at them. So it's like... What are we doing? Even in um, you know, James Clyburn's right now. You know, the Democratic primaries in South Carolina. He's trying to gin up support because can't win. Democrat can't win without black voters. They don't care about the student loan forgiveness down there. Mm-hmm. They're 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 talking about Gaza at these mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. He's like, what? And all yeah. these Democrat pollsters are like, yeah, they don't care about student loan forgiveness or any of the the issues that kind of you know resonated with the Obama coalition back in 08 and twenty twelve. It's they're all about we need to stop the war in Gaza reign in Israel and they're oppressing people. And the reason why you take the position of, you know, being pro Israel is because you've never been oppressed like the like the Palestinians have. It's just like (laughs) what? It's just an overtly anti Western culture that has taken hold. Mm -hmm. And 
American culture has been torn down so much. And if, and if you defend American culture, you're somehow a white supremacist. Yep. Yeah. So it hasn't been defended forcefully because people have been too scared to say like, no, American culture is a real thing Big and time. it's my culture and yeah. you're trying to destroy it. And the reason they're trying to destroy it is because it's antithetical to what they actually believe in. Yeah. So I do think that we're at a point in our history where there's more of that than mm-hmm. ever. And that's why it's a little bit scary. Yeah. It is scary. I mean, very scary. And, and, you know, you're seeing it infect Congress. Obviously we've covered mm-hmm. Congress a lot through the years. I never thought that stuff like what we've seen said in the last week, particularly out of Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. would just be Ugh. accepted even by, you know, her own party. There's a time when if something like this was said, that member would probably get expelled. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was able to say this is uh, astounding to me. So so her primary job in Congress is to protect Somali interests. She's Somalian first, Muslim second, American wasn't even, you know, mentioned. Yeah, I mean, well, that was like a terrorist rally. You see, like that, that yeah, everybody in well, there was at, yeah. it was like, I'm like, is this like, is this Minnesota? Yeah, she said, my country, like, Somalia. You know, is this I'm like, like Rafa? Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's to me, it, it's just treasonous. Yeah. Like, also, that flag is weird. Minnesota's well, trying yeah. to do with their flag. What the hell? Is oh yeah, flag? oh yeah, the, the state, like, the state it's flag, like a Somalian flag now. Yeah, they they replaced the state flag with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was told I was a crazy person for trying to point that out in December. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's yeah. a perfect example of, yeah. of people who take advantage of america's goodwill mm-hmm. and tolerance and yeah. turns it against us right she was saved by this country as a refugee yeah came here is now a member of congress was able to live an american dream and you know had an affair with her campaign advisor or whatever got yeah. married to him that wouldn't be tolerated in somalia yeah. um some question about her brother as well yeah. she yeah committed a piece of fraud <laughs> allegedly as well. yep. and yeah. so yeah, she is. She is a. She is an ungrateful person who mm-hmm. very clearly does not have the best interests or any interests of yeah. Americans in mind. And is a rabid anti. According to her, according to her own words. Yeah, right. and a rabid anti Semite. Yeah, Israel hypnotizes the world. Oh yeah, that it's whole crew. All about the Apex. All about the Benjamins. The squad is just yeah. like, ceasefire now. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, think about four. How many years ago? Ten years ago, these people weren't in Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's ten of them. Mm-hmm. So the more this culture of anti-Western, anti-American mm-hmm. sentiment grows and these people vote, they're going to continue to vote in the Rashida Tlaibs, the Ilhan Omars, yeah. the, yeah. the Cory Bush, Corey Bush, Bush. Uh, all of these Who's now also under investigation. Jamal Bowman, yeah. right? Yeah. They're going to continue to expand their, their caucus. Influence, yeah. In yeah. D.C. And yep. so that's also a, a huge problem. There are more and, squad members than yeah. there is a Republican margin. AOC has been very quiet. It's like she's been trying to like distance herself from these she's people. Been kind this of week she's listening. like, UNRWA needs to be refunded. Yeah, yeah well, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, she. Yeah, she's been kind of dealing with some immigration stuff too in her own backyard. People. Are oh well, yeah. People are not happy with all these illegals. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, my my sister lives in New York. Remember, not, that's not my district. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> my sister lives in New York in in yeah. Queens and. Uh, she says the illegal problem up there is like the news doesn't give it any sort of no, justice no. to how bad no, it is. No, it's worse than you think. It's and, twenty times worse anywhere you think it is. It's New yeah. York, Chicago, Texas, Arizona, California. Yep. It's yeah. Chicago. One thing that's really interesting is I would have thought there'd been a lot more here, and I feel like they're specifically not bringing them here because of you know 
D.C., the capital. And I see them, of, and I drive by the homeless shelter on E and yeah, 395. I feel like there'd be a there. lot more of them. You know what I mean? I don't know. I would also don't go to the city maybe at all, ever. No space. Yeah. They're definitely, it's also, made, like, really dangerous in D.C., so maybe. Right, yeah. Afraid they're getting rid of the night flights. I don't. I don't go into DC basically ever. You know. So. Yeah. No. I, there's. A, they're. Fi- they're filling up the homeless shelters. Okay. Interesting. Um. But also they go to sanctuary cities where there are, is work. Right. DC yeah. is not a big place for. Yeah. Like restaurant industry mm-hmm. or places where maybe they feel like they could get jobs. It's just actually a pretty small city. Mm-hmm. DC is yeah. a small yeah. place. And it's mostly all government jobs that require right. background checks or security clearances right. or yeah. which they're not giving them like, that yet. Yeah, probably soon. You know, or New York, <laughs> yeah. it's different. Yeah, so, that's true. And a much bigger city. New York is like, what, 12 million when you count mm-hmm. all the boroughs? D.C. is like not even a million. Yeah, yeah it's like 700,000. Yeah, right? so it's like And tiny. actually kind of shrinking, I yeah. believe. Yeah, Yeah, because people are tired of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the crazy thing about the crime in D.C. is just these carjackings, yeah. which have skyrocketed, now are just turning into outright cold-blooded murders. Yeah. Um, it used to be, you know, at gunpoint, get out of your car, give me your car, and they, they take the car. And they leave. Now, get out of your car, shot bang, shot yeah. cold blood dead on the street. I think recently there was like a D.C. government employee that was There's murdered. There's a former D.C., a former Trump administration but yeah, official that, yeah, who was yeah. picking up his wife at 5.30 p.m. Yeah. Guy got in the car, shot him. Mm-hmm. It's not even car. like it's like 3 a.m. That's just yeah. like normal rush hour. The good news for that is that guy kept going and jacking extra another two other cars and they finally caught up with them and killed them yeah but the craziest thing is that these are like 12 and 13 year olds doing it there was a security guard sitting in his car before his shift a couple months ago and these 12 and 13 year olds said they had a gun and tried to jack his car and he ends up shooting a 12 year old and he dies Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like these aren't even like 16 17 like maybe 18 year olds like they're culture of crime year olds the schools the culture of crime it's all it's all tied together yeah no lack of basic public safety protocols and stuff like that well cutting cops and cutting police forces i mean we said it back in 2020 during the defund the police movement we all saw this coming and it's taken a few years but it's really taken hold now especially in in basically every single major city that's what's Um, so wild about these things that we see all the time yeah it's like how they play out mm-hmm. yeah. like you're like oh yeah i remember this and now Takes we're, a while, deal- and now we're yep. dealing with this yep. because and of this yep. like the, the ward where uh we're, we're uh what's his name minneapolis mm-hmm. george um george floyd, floyd, george floyd yeah. died yeah there was a remember the, the ballot initiative to defund the police yep. in minneapolis and it was voted down like three to one with mostly black residents saying right. hell yeah. no yeah because all the woke white liberals yeah. ruined it for everyone yep <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> they did um, quick smorgasbord segment here. The uh, We have a lot of anti-Second Amendment moves attempting to be made in legislatures across the country, some here in Virginia, which luckily will be defended against by Governor Youngkin. Governor um, for life. I Governor wish. for life. Governor I wish. for life. Jeez, I he's, he's the best. I wish. I, I, Only Winsome Sears or Jason Yaris are allowed yeah. to come after him. Yeah. yeah. I, I have high hopes for Youngkin. I wish he would have ran against Kane in the Senate election. I get yeah. that it wasn't really great timing, um, but I thought he could have crushed him. But who knows? Could be a bright future for him. I think he could be president someday. I yeah, think he'd be a sure. great president. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But, you know, in Illinois, California, all these blue places are just like outright communism when it comes to guns. In California, there was a lawsuit now because background checks on ammunition is a big thing there. Mm-hmm. Ruled unconstitutional by a federal judge. Do you think we're – it's been a long time since D.C. versus Heller. you think we're ever going to get a real new landmark, you know, Second Amendment case making it up? Or is the court kind of like 
mm, we're good where things are. I don't right know. Now. Matt might know more about the details than I do. I haven't really been. I know well, that there's a few that have yeah. gone to the Supreme Court that are. There's a big consideration yeah. for well, something right yeah, now, right? D- D- yeah, D- DC Heller was was great because that was about that basically answered like, can you own a firearm right. for protection outside of militia? That only applied to federal enclaves. McDonald versus Chicago applied to the states. And then, yeah, there was a lull mm-hmm. because there yeah. was multiple challenges to the whole uh, the need, mm-hmm. you know, for, for justifiable carry, need, justifiable yeah. need yeah. And, and, and carry permits. And that was like for 10 years, you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, you know, Bruin v. New York. Which was huge. Yeah. Huge said, yeah. no, you, there, you have a public, you have a right to own a to carry up a handgun, a gun in public for the purposes of self-defense. So now they're trying to scramble because now all that, all the justifiable need stuff can be challenged. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's why right. California tried to do that whole, basically, they tried to ban guns beginning of the year. Yeah. In yeah. public. They, so did New Mexico. Yeah. If yeah. it was sens- sensitive place, any New Jersey place deemed, too. Yeah. you know, a sensitive place by an owner is, is, is now prohibited. Well, that could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, yeah. my restaurant's a sensitive place, so you can't have guns here. So there was an injunction which allowed that law to go into effect for like five days. Thank mm-hmm. God that got tossed. Um, so yeah, the governor of Mexico just yeah. decided. She yeah, was gonna have an emergency. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Remember that? That was the health right? that, that was a public health order. Yeah. Right. That was insane. Yeah. They're gonna keep pushing, and there's something else that's supposed to be heard at the Supreme Court that's big, and it's blanking yeah. right now. But the the Bruin stuff is big is it because the assault weapons ban? That's I think thing. maybe that's it. Yeah. But yeah. the Bruin that's thing is a big deal because a lot yeah. of pro gun rights organizations have been working on their own lawsuits yeah. to sue all these local mm-hmm. yeah. people who have implemented these rules, right? Um, like in Virginia, for example, you can't carry your firearm into a public park. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can't do that. Like, yep. That's something you could sue over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're kind of looking at the fallout of that and looking at where they can counter sue. Essentially, it's always the left suing, but gun rights groups are trying yeah. to figure out the playing field. So there is something big at the Supreme Court, though. And I'm, I'm sorry, audience, I'm yeah. <laughs> But still, but the, the but the but biggest question about up. yeah, but the biggest question about do you have the right to carry a, a, a gun in public for right. self defense has been answered. That's a huge obstacle. Mm-hmm. So now we can, you know, reset and uh, keep expanding that constitutional right yeah. further. I think they but have it'll, a few it'll, it'll, it'll take Here time. Here's Here a list. Go. They've got a few. Here I knew they go. had a list. Um, oh, the red flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it was. Okay. Yeah, the red flags is a big one. Um, Which we've noted on paper sounds great, but there's no constitutional guardrails for right. how mm-hmm. a lot of these states draft right. this legislation. Exactly. If you say I'm going to kill that person, then the cops can come and take your guns when you mm-hmm. can be saying it in jest. Or, or also, you like we just talked about the New Mexico yeah. governor. Yeah. and say it's a public health order. Oh yeah, we've had three murders. It's public health. Yeah, health. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting. And it's also a tie into Chevron, right? Which is going to be huge yeah. as far yeah. as uh, regulations in general. I think that we're did, seeing kind of like odds of civil liberties bump up against the right to own yeah, a firearm and that's what's being litigated that's gonna in the be, Supreme Court. By the way, that's going to be what? The, DV, the, the domestic violence thing? The yeah. NRA pro-wife beater lobby. Yeah. You, know, you know that's coming down the yeah, pipe. Well, I mean, red flags, it's like, maybe it's a you know, moral case for that. But the way it's implemented right. and abused yeah. by these gun grabbers, it just... Yeah, in theory, it's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah, in theory, it it's a noble cause. Because you think of a case right? like 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 Parkland, like Nicholas <laughs> yeah. Cruz, right? Like the kid off, was cutting himself, was shooting guns off all the time. Full cycle. Cops yeah. had to go to his house what sixty times. Mm-hmm. Federal, state, and local officials knew that he had serious health, mental health problems. They probably should have taken his guns or 
given them an involuntary order to prevent them from buying guns, but... But what's the difference between... Yeah. Well, that's... Right, and but, then you but have... Also, so you could have someone falsely accuse you of something. That's, yeah. that's the problem, And then yeah. your rights are taken away. Well, and half the case. time, these, you know, red flags are put in place, and then it never even makes it through to the background check system, and then no, you still get right. the guns. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you've seen that in military happen before. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's crazy to me. Should I, have, I would just work on fixing the current system. I agree. First. Yeah, enforce the yeah. current laws. Hunter Biden. I mean, come yeah. on. Like, right. yeah. uh, the Sutherland Springs, Texas shooter. Mm-hmm. The one who oh yeah, went yeah. to jail for domestic violence. Should have never been allowed to right. buy an AR-15. But the Air Force never forwarded that information right. to the FBI, exactly. and it was never updated. They, I'd they love don't. to see a assault weapons ban case or a you know air quote high capacity magazine case yeah. make it up there because it's like. That, I think that, they're trying to make their way. Yeah. Yeah. Cal- was it the the it? California ones are probably the ones yeah. that have a chance. I yeah. think. Yeah. There was one because you can always count on the Ninth down. Circuit to. Yeah, the yeah. Ninth Circuit ruled that you can have limits on. Yeah. Yeah. Magazine capacity. Yeah. Um, I just need a good two A case to make it up there while we still got Thomas and Alito. Yeah. <laughs> those are my guys, and those are the guys exactly. I know I can count on. Like. Yeah. But this is still even though they they're not, they're not successful. This is how you get it in the pipeline. You know, you get it like mm-hmm. on the radar, and I mean, it might take like ten years. So I, I it takes. I, a while, I, yeah. I definitely see your point about having Thomas. And, and you got seventeen around. appeals, and yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So last thing I wanted to get into kind of is the whole election as a whole, mm-hmm. right? We have the primary that, you know, for all intents and purposes is over. Uh, at least oh. according to Trump, it's over. <laughs> Nikki Haley doesn't see it that way. Um, Who is even this imposter? A new poll has her losing by like 40 in her home state of South Carolina, so I'm not sure. I mean, your VIP column yesterday I thought was perfect about yeah. that. It's like, can we get an intervention yeah. here? Like, this is do you, not- think, do you think she's going to drop out before South Carolina? I hope that she would come to her good senses to do so and avoid a 40-point blowout in her home state. I don't think she's going to. I mean, Trey Gowdy, you know, at, on the night of Hampshire, like, I thought basically, like, less than he five, was like, in yeah. less than five minutes, like, just killed her candidacy. She was like, well, he's like, listen, people in my state, they like Tim Scott. He's the, actually the most popular politician in South Carolina. They like Nikki Haley. That thought, they thought she was a good governor. They're not going to vote for either of these guys it's a pres- <laughs> yeah. in a presidential primary. They're voting right. for Trump. Right. So, like, where yeah. there's no pathway. So, like, just stop. I just think if you – losing your home state, if you want future political – if you have pol- future political ambitions, yeah, mm-hmm. is yeah. suicide. It's yeah. a death knell. Yeah. 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 And so it would be bad if you lost by one point in yeah. your home state. Yeah. yeah. But if you lose by 40. 30 or 40 <laughs> – but who knows? Maybe she, you know, she had she wanted to go through Super Tuesday. There's yeah. a theory that she's trying to stay in so that she can rack up a certain portion yep. to try and, um, and she would say, "I'm not running for president, I'm for vice president," but to rack up a certain portion of delegate support so she has leverage to stay on the ticket, mm-hmm. which is possible. Yeah, it's possible. Um, well, yeah, their but, strategy is to utilize the so-called air quote independent vote. Which is really a lot of. I, I think that that's a total pipe dream. Um, yeah. yeah, but we'll oh, see. I agree. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I mean, it's over. From yeah. what I've heard, just, Nikki Haley for VP is a not going to happen like, thing just, at this point. Just, just, well, that's I the could thing. See the a case they where it go, the longer <laughs> they drag out this campaign mm-hmm. and yeah. attack Trump, the less likely that is, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Which, ironically, also, you know, the strategy of racking up the delegates is going to make her have to do that. So I feel like it's just a lose, lose, lose situation. Right. For her. And I find, you know, they're reverting now to this 
two grumpy old men scenario mm-hmm. between Biden and Trump. And I'm not saying that's not untrue, <laughs> but they keep insulting 80 year olds. And I'm like, you realize that a significant portion of yeah. voters yeah. are elderly yeah. voters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to keep insulting them that way, I don't think yeah. is helpful. Like there, there yeah. are hundreds of thousands of people between the age of seventy and ninety who are completely competent. In fact, many of them run their own companies. And, yeah, of you course. Know, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't seem season. like a very. Yeah. I I don't like it, and I'm not eighty, but yeah. I just think it's like. Well, I definitely people. Yeah. There is a saying people are incompetent simply because of their age. Yeah. is I think not good. No, not to mention throwing Trump in the same bucket as Biden is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be the first crazy. to say, sure, Trump has maybe lost a few steps, as with anyone who gets older over time. Yeah. You know, he's not 2016 Trump. It, that's, you know, almost 10 years yeah. ago now. Right. Any politician, look at how much Obama aged, and he was young, Yeah. right? But he is not anywhere near Joe Biden. Joe Biden can yeah. barely put a sentence together. Right. He can't even read a teleprompter. No. You know, the guy's gaps are... There's no comparison. Are, it's a stupid yeah, comparison. Which is why that Reuters poll has to drive Dems mad. Because, yes, they're both old. But there's only one person where 70% of voters think that he's too old to be president. And 74% don't want to run again. And that's Joe Biden. And I thought... And like, you too know, old doesn't mean too old. It yeah. means that he doesn't... He's not competent. He's not competent. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, in, in the, what was it, last fall, Bill Maher had a funny thing about that. He's like, yes, they're two old guys. But with Trump, it, it, he's like Kiss. He puts the wig <laughs> in the face and, all, and, he sound, and he looks just as good as he did in 1978. Oh, my gosh. You know? it's like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's, That's true. awesome. He, he was saying, he's like, oh, oh, Joe Fantastic. Biden, he says, Ruth Bader Biden. He's like, stop it. He's like, this is what happened. Ruth yeah. stayed too long, yeah. and now a key seat on the Supreme Court is now occupied by a conservative. Yeah. He's like, you know, just People please, just can't hang it up. God, just, just, just can't. don't run. They can't help themselves. I don't get it. There is something about Trump, though, like the charisma. It's like, this he guy. up all the oxygen. This this guy, guy, he yeah, drank yeah. a V8 <laughs> yeah. in Iowa and, and New Hampshire, and he came out like, that. those speeches were like vintage Trump. I love how they yeah. asked him how he lost the weight, and he's like, the natural way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the usual way, not the like, Olympic way. Yeah, <laughs> you know the usual way. Like, what does that mean? I, I just, <laughs> everybody out here is using yeah. this Olympic. I don't know what it is. I, I just some, do it regular. I play some golf. I like, look at these people. They work out every day. They, you know, they're losing hips. They can't move. Yeah. You know, I just play some golf. You know, he's like, I don't. Apart. He's like, I don't want to exhaust my battery. That's yeah. one of my favorite Trumpisms. Is the limited <laughs> battery of your lifetime? Is you don't want to exhaust it. Remember that? He's going I got limited energy. Um, so it'll be fun either way. It is going to be interesting campaign. It'll I be mean, fun. it's very interesting how 2020 was Trump Biden. It was Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Yes. Same thing. 24. We got. Like that. No, I don't. <laughs> and in 2020, yes. global pandemic. No, <laughs> no, thank you. What do you. Keep the Ebola in the lab. Yeah. The yeah. Well, they got well, this new China virus, one. which yeah. is 100 percent deadly. Yeah, yeah. tax your brain. I'm like, are we? Yeah. We're. You know, we better not be still funding yeah. this Wuhan shit because who even Probably. knows? Well, did you see all the researchers were like, well, first of all, he's like, there's no way that this should ever be messed with in a lab. He's like, yeah. this, this is, like the only way, like, well, one guy, the video got removed because I think it got a little too kooky. But he was like, he, he said, I got think... a little too weird? Yeah, but he Even for Matt. Yeah. He did make a good point. He was like, the only possible, like, need for this research is if you're making bi- uh, biological, biological weapons. Biological yeah, weapons. of course. Yeah. 
Obviously. Yeah, obviously. 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 I guess that's what got him in trouble. Like, if they, they think China it. is researching because they want to find cures. Oh, get out yeah. of here. Like, yeah, they don't give a... You kidding Well, and it's me? like, you know we're, we're certainly doing... They're like, we have too many people. We're going to kill half Yeah, them. they don't care about <laughs> humanity. We're certainly doing the bio-research here, but at least our bio-labs have a lot better safety than these yeah. you know, hack Chinese yeah, labs. And like and a purpose... you, you open the window, you let the virus out. Yeah, it's like... They have bio-labs for... Warfare too, yeah. but also to actually help people. Help right, people. right. Yeah. But nowadays it's to kill everybody, so whatever. Do you think Trump uh, is going to do a VP announcement sooner than later? You think he's going to wait? Or? No idea. Yeah. I think they'll wait because they just like it's like the, the, the suspense, the intrigue. Yeah. It's also a good fundraiser tactic. Yeah. Um, Usually they announce closer to the conventions. Yeah. Because it's like. A big splash, yeah. At the convention, and also it gives. Although we haven't had like an incumbent, time. you know, an air quote incumbent. True, but it gives people less time to also attack the VP. True, like you yeah. don't want to announce the VP and then have all this runway mm-hmm. for Oppo research, yeah. and you know, you want and as it generates time a buzz. Possible. Generates yeah. a buzz. Yeah. Go, you know, people are more wait. interested. Yeah, I, I agree. I would probably wait too. He doesn't need a VP right now. He yeah. needs to just like get to July. He's a one man show anyway. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. You have any thoughts on who it's going to be? You know, I had a thought. <laughs> I think it's going to be Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, she's so nice. She's so nice. She Kanye was me. a little crazy, but we... <laughs> Kanye, yes. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I feel like Christy Nome would have been a slam dunk if not for the whole scandal that no she one had. Cares, though. Although I agree. I, I was making that point the other day. I'm no like, Trump you know, was on videotape saying all no that one crazy cares about shit. The scandals. Yeah. yeah. They I don't I, I actually really like her as I'm a more mad about the fact that she came to the NCAA Yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone but then has, she brought it back, didn't yeah. she? Didn't yeah. Again? Yeah, everyone yeah. has flaws. <laughs> I think she would be awesome. She's my kind of girl. Cowgirl, yeah. hunter, yep. beautiful, yeah. yep. like rides horses, loves America. Young, vibrant. She's great on TV. Yeah. yeah it takes on the but, media very well. But what does she give Trump though? No, like, I know. He doesn't, doesn't bring South a state. Carolina, she, or he Trump gives Trump the plain states. Oh wait, he already had those. I think. Yeah. Well, what they're going to be going for is a is a woman, regardless. I feel like I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get boxed into that pick the way that Joe Biden did. But I think that All there's right. thoughts I don't that like think that matters. Trump. I agree. I totally agree. I think they should pick whoever they think is going to be best. I found very interesting that he said that Nikki Haley, in his mind, is not presidential material, and yeah. that's what he's looking for in a vice president. I think that that's very important, given you know, not saying Trump's going to die, but like he's older, yeah, could any day, any of us could die any day, like you know, um, every day in the rough ground is a good time, guys. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I like Sarah Huckabee Sanders a lot. Yeah, I think she'd be really good, but again, he doesn't bring another state. There's not a whole lot of like swing state. I think she should stay in Arkansas, finish out our governorship, and run in twenty eight. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because she would get the endorsement either way. Um, I think someone like. Byron Donalds would be great. Yeah. But they're not going to pick someone from the same state because of that weird electoral college Yeah, you can't run for that. Uh, unless, unless... I think it's a... Yeah, so it, what it is is they can't... They won't be able to take the votes from that state if they are both from the same state because now Trump's a Florida resident. Trump could theoretically change his uh, uh, residency or... Uh, whoever he picks could change that their sucks. residency. Mm-hmm. Remember, because that's why Dick Cheney right, had right, to right. move to Wyoming from yeah, Texas. Right. Move, air quote. Right. You know, it's just bullshit legal. But yeah, um, okay, yeah so that's who else? Yeah. Who else are you thinking? Stefanik is on, I think, the high list of that. Although New York, you're never going to win. You know. Yeah. Um, he reportedly loves her. 
Definitely loves Love her. Yeah. She's, she's loyalty. Like, she's she's good. Yeah. Raise money. She's a bulldog. She's good. Be, right. I think her voting record for me is a little soft, but I think she's a staunch conservative. Yeah. I think she's voting to her constituents yeah. in that case, yeah. um, which sure. I can get. You know, she's supposed to represent those people. Um, Lee Zeldin again, New York, but I think he is yeah. an interesting choice. He'd be great. Um, a There's people, a lot of good yeah. options. George, yeah. George Santos. Oh my god. <laughs> he yeah. was at the election party. I saw oh, really? he was all oh, over nice. Fox News. Yeah. 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 I was like, is that yeah. George Santos? Oh yeah. my gosh, it is. Um <laughs> well, he has all this free time now. Yeah. I think Tucker Carlson would be interesting. No, too too definitely too, too much. Yep, I agree. Tim Scott, definitely a dark horse candidate there. I want Carrie to be senator. Yeah, Carrie Lee could be on the list. I've seen her that talk around. That has to be a three-person race. Mike Pompeo, I think, could be very interesting. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, I, think, I think he would be really strong, though, as Secretary of State. Or Defense. Um, defense, yeah. Either one. Really, any big role in the administration, I think yeah. he should be brought back. Ben Carson's been tossed around. I've seen well, on some short lists. I, I agree with you. Boring. Definitely boring. It's going to be... Vivek has been know, tossed around. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be someone we're not thinking about. Well, that's what it was with Pence, remember? That's what I said. I was like, it could be someone totally random. Who does he? You know? Who does Trump need? He needs the Nikki Haley voters. Last time around, yeah. he needed the evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Now he needs like the, the like Which middle scares of the road me Republicans. Because nothing, the she's the only pick that would make me upset. Yeah. But you still vote for him. Of course you still vote <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter. I mean, that's like, you know. It, it doesn't matter. Sure, yeah. It's, it's just, she's just the worst. So. Um, she's not that bad. Uh, I can't stand her. <laughs> um, can't, what a great night tonight. <laughs> yeah, I won. <laughs> I love when Trump came out and he's like, how delusional. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was a little ridiculous. Then you have the Like, I feel for her to keep spinning these losses as wins. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Free it's going to be interesting. That is who he needs. Although, I would argue, and I've been talking about this for a while, I'm not sure how many of those, air quote, independent women can be won back at this point. Given oh, how, yeah. No, give, I don't think it's the women women. I think yeah. I'm saying, like, more, quote, I hate the word moderate Republican. Right. It's just, like, a dumb term, but. But it's true. Like, I anti-Trump agree. Republicans yeah, yeah. who don't want to vote for Democrats, mm-hmm. who would they be able to, like, support? But will they totally not vote Maybe for not. Trump this time? Maybe not at all. Because Which is also yeah. a calculation. I also yeah. think that a lot of them have seen, oh, I'm really fucked up with Joe yeah. Biden. Like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. We hate Trump. Right. But yeah. it's it's indisputable that it. it's, so it's indisputable that the economy so was better, the country was safer. Just be like, oh wow! Yeah, we really messed I mean, this one up. It could be like it could be like oh four, like where Trump, or Bush won based on solely on base turnout, right. because yeah. Yeah. our guys are going to are, are going to show up. Yeah, it's Biden has to worry about the Muslim yeah. vote in great, the great point, yeah. He has to worry. You know, the president of the UAW was like a great majority of our members are not voting for Joe Biden. Right. Mm-hmm. Black, young That's black true. voters are not really high on Hispanics. Biden. Hispanics. Hispanics are not. So all basically the, the core of the Democratic Party base just does not like this guy. His coalition so, is at risk of falling apart. And we talked about this before and it, it drives us all the same, but it's why get prepared for the. The, the abortion wars here. Yeah. That's all he has it's, left is yeah, the Chardonnay sipping biddies of yep. the suburbs. The D3s. Uh, yeah. The deranged woke white women. Yeah. They're yeah, coming out so full true. force when they're it's Lululemon so pants. Could they keep it close? Yes. But if all the other four core groups are kind of eh on Biden. Yeah, you're right. So maybe we... he just need, he doesn't matter who his VP is. Remember, 43,000 votes. That's kind of what I'm coming states. around to. <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't and matter. I, I've come around to the point now where I think he needs to pick someone who could theoretically take over if they have to. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's what's most important is like, yeah, you know, no, Mike Pence, boring, yeah. but you could see, okay, could if something happened to Trump, yeah. he could be the president. Pompeo could and definitely think, be the president. Remember, the no one wants Kamala. No, my God, no. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll be watching it. We'll be watching yeah. to see the beef steaks. Yeah. Yep. And it's a, you know, no, no pandemic this year, so they can't cheat. Well, we'll see. Supposedly. We, yeah, right. we will Allegedly. see. <laughs> we all know that, you know, they're going to try, but... I think that now there's not those orders, you know, the unconstitutional orders. Yeah, but, but a lot of those voting systems are codified. Sure. So oh, yeah. Republicans have to be prepared. I I got a I was on a call on election day with the Trump team, and they were convinced that they were going to shoot the gap on mail-in votes in Pennsylvania, and they mm-hmm. said that they were going to win Pennsylvania by a million votes of mm-hmm. in-person voting. Mm-hmm. That was their strategy. It was like, yeah, they do mail-in voting, they do early voting, but we're going to show up on election day. Yeah. Things happen on election day. Yeah. People can't get there, they can't show up, but yeah. if you've got millions of votes banked like Democrats before, it's very yeah. difficult to shoot the gap and win. Yeah. And those systems are in place in these swing states, so they have to have a better way Agreed. and strategy to use the systems that are in place because they're state-based systems and you can complain about them. Mm-hmm. And lose, or you can learn how to use them and win. Yep. Because that was a huge flaw in the campaign, is they just assumed, like, oh, people will show up. Yeah. I mean, they totally downplayed how scared people were of COVID. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. 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 Well, we got to get our own ballot harvest. Well, they did. They saw it coming. They just complained about it instead of doing anything about it. We got a ballot harvest. Yeah. Right. It's legal. Right. I mean, that's how how young kids are. You got to do all of it. Yeah. You have to do all the things that you're allowed to do because they're doing it and you're not going to change it. So it sucks. But you just got to swallow the pill and just get it done. The RNC really needs to step it up. The Trump campaign really needs to step it up. Like, kind of, I think the, I would say the campaign is much more sophisticated this time around. I agree with for that. Sure. Yeah. So they've been more disciplined. I'm still waiting to see. I'm a little concerned with some of the people that are involved, but I think that they've been coming through so far. Yeah, I think it's but, a less uh, arrogant campaign. Yeah. yeah. More, more professional. Well, you don't have the power. Yeah. You know, you're not in the presidency. You're not like right. kind of uh, blinded by yeah. that. Right. Um, yeah. I think they know that it's a fight and they want to win. Yeah, so it's win. gonna be a, it's gonna be a street gotta, fight, and I think whoever wins either side is probably gonna be some significant ramifications for what happens yeah. after. Yeah, it gets yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty dicey. get a crack legal team together too. Yeah, yeah. they don't, need to. Don't have just like on the fly crap that we saw after you mean, to, to you know, for all I love challenges because those people which were, is so were nuts. preventable. It's like you knew this yeah. was yeah. coming. I love Rudy, but you know that was oh, a disaster. That, no, that was nuts. <laughs> Rudy's I mean, an American hero, but he's like not an election on. lawyer, right? Yeah. Right. He's not an yeah. election lawyer. Like Jenna Ellis, I mean, you know how that goes. But we're not election lawyers. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. That's for sure. But yeah. we will have you fully covered, of yes, course, at townhall.com always, and here on Triggered. Uh, thank you to everyone yeah. who's been with us uh, since the beginning. Some of you and and listening every time we put out an episode. We love you all. Uh, of course, if you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored, <laughs> because everybody wants it. This was a good one, though. I don't think we this was a low that. bleep one. This could yeah. be yeah. you. The boys yeah. behave when I come yeah. around. Yes, that's one hundred percent true. Can't go like full Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's all right. Episode Episode five hundred one is going to be Tune the new in next yeah. time for yeah. the Soprano version. Episode five hundred one for sure is going to be the new record <laughs> yeah. bleep episode. I think the highest bleeps we ever had was eighty seven. Wow. Oh, that, that was the first one. I think. No, 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 Wasn't no, though. No, that was a couple months ago. Remember, Mike? What, what uh, was going on that you had so many bleeps? What I was, was the story? really mad about oh, something. I, I don't know. I 
what it was. Uh, I think it was around the time about the McCarthy shit or something like oh. that. It was oh, real we got off. one bleep right at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, episode five hundred one will be the very, very extreme episode celebrating 500 episodes of course if you want triggered uncensored become a vip member at townhallvip.com use the promo code save america for 50 percent off you'll get all kinds of exclusive vip content katie's vip columns matt's vip columns in addition to triggered uncensored all stuff from kurt i mean the list goes on and on so promise you will love it money back guarantee nobody (laughs) has ever asked for their money back and so many many vip members listening here to triggered we love you all Thanks to Katie for coming on. Congratulations, today. guys. On to a thousand. Thank you. Thanks it, for having me. That's what someone said in an email yeah, this weekend. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's been a long couple of uh, five and a half years. It, yeah. You know, does take awesome. a, does take a lot, but we love you all. We do it for you. Uh, and if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. We will be back here next Wednesday for another episode of Triggered. Yeah. Adios. Oh, no,